A poor soul of noble origins, a squire tested in battle, a knight errant forged in Camelot, a man strengthened by love. Join Adam as Sir Gulliston and Craig as the Game Master in Blood and Lust, a King Arthur Pendragon duet game of chivalry and mythic adventure. Let us win glory for our king, who will reward us with honors and lands, and the devil take the hindmost. Sir Gulliston, your your brother, um, just you know, a um, couple of years older than you. Um, he's second in line. He's the spare. Is just you know charging towards you um, with his uh, lance outstretched, and yeah, you, know, you probably have like the you used to do this as kids using like uh, you know sumters with sticks in the yard because you know that's sort of kid. If, if you're a kid and have not grown up doing bike jousting, I pity you. And that's incredibly dangerous, but you should, you know, it is fun. <laughs> but, I think every kid has like stick battles and all that kind of stuff. So, there, you know, me and my bros are no exception in this regard. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely thinking of a little bit of payback for all those times, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, well, He's looking like he's really enjoying it, so he's going to impassion with his love jousting passion. Would you uh, like- I would like to impassion uh, because right now the oh, jousting, family. yeah, the the jousting. Uh, oh, actually, I think family would probably be the one that makes the most sense. I was gonna say that um, the jousting is what it, where I really wanted to kind of like shine for Avielli, but um, I think this kind of throws in my. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna impassion my love family. That makes uh, a lot of sense. To kick like, his ass. Yeah, you know, it's you're the little brother here. You gotta, you gotta, you strike back when you can. So, right. Know. Okay, sixteen on an eighteen pass. So yeah, you definitely pass. So yeah, plus ten to your skill. Okay, so now uh, you're. I'm guessing you're impassioning your spear expertise. Spear expertise is what I was thinking because I just I, I noticed that that kind of covers my my lance skill. Yep. Uh, if he would have had made his love jousting passion, he would have done the same. But as you're kind of uh, trundling towards you, you see this like like kind of sad look in his face as like his lance dips a little bit. So go for it. Okay, that's a fourteen. My spear expertise is 15 plus 10, so out of a 25, so that's a pass. Uh, he fails. His uh, his spear uh, dips, and uh, as yours kind of uh, um, crushes into him, uh, let's do some horse damage. So you're on a charger, so roll me the 66. 27. All right, so you Blake, break your first lance on him and score a point, but he does stay in the saddle. So half of 27, because you're using tournament um, lances, is 13. So uh, he will actually take a one-point wound. His armor's not quite as good as yours, and he did not get a shield bonus. So you 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 break, a, like a trained pro, you break your lance right on your brother's shield, and, you know, it's almost like you're scratching a second heart into that heraldry. Um, so... Uh, See, seeing that like his younger brother is like you know so far beating him, uh, he wheels around again and 
you um, get handed another lance um, by Baldric, and you're ready to go again. So you are still impassioned. He's still uh, disheartened. So uh, roll your spear expertise once more. Uh, this time, as we go to uh, to make our second bout, I'm no longer grinning. I'm. I mean, you probably can't see behind my behind my helmet or mask. But you um, have an open I, face helmet. Oh yeah. Okay. So I haven't. So he can see my face. Yeah. yeah. So. This time, instead of seeing his younger brother's uh, grinning expression, he just sees this stern, cold, determined look as I come at him for the second time. Uh, that's a pass. 11 on 15. Well, and in passion, so 15 plus 10. Uh, he passes well, but you have a higher score, so you'll be doing the damage again. Uh, 27 again. So uh, 13. So you are able to inflict another hit on him. You break another lance, and he takes another um, small cut on his arm um, where the spear gets um, knocked up from the shield and kind of drives into him a little bit. Um, Tis but a flesh wound, though. Um, And you would need uh, one more to claim victory. Uh, Right now, Golston is kind of just like, you're almost there don't blow this like you got this like this is a big win for you it's against your bully of a brother like you can do this he's trying to psych himself up should i roll my uh, spear expertise again yes you should 13 on a 15 uh 15 plus 10 uh he misses you outright so do your damage uh 14 uh you you land a solid hit um he takes um some more uh wounds but you don't break the lance so it would you would need another go at it. Yeah, kind of mutters to himself, "You're not making this easy for me, brother." You kind of see him like like trying to psych himself up, but he's just he looks like he's really not feeling like feeling it, you know? I'm like if if more pain is what you want. <laughs> All right, one more time. Nice. Uh 6 out of 14. 15, sorry. And he fails outright again. It sucks having uh, negative modifiers from your passions. So, uh, yep, roll your damage. 23. Uh, 23 is enough to uh, deal him another uh, small wound, and uh, you break your third lance on him. You are declared the victor of this pa- of these of this match. Oh, that feels so good. So, um, we were... We were talking earlier about what happens when you do fail passions. So there's something called, um, uh, basically, it's a it's like a melancholy, and your your brother is kind of like in like a little bit of a stupor right now. Um, so let's see here. I think I probably would try to uh, cheer him up a little bit after the after the match when when I was able to. Uh, but yeah. So what your brother went through was called disheartened. Disheartened knight suffers a minus five modifier on all further rolls made during the situation that brought upon this state. Once the situation passes, he then becomes melancholic. Um, And melancholy, it's a disorder that um, when it manifests, causes the victim to be overwhelmed by grief. Uh, He may fall to the ground weeping, loud, lamenting losses and ill luck and crying from deep emotional pain. Alternatively, a melancholic character might fall into a deep and more um, morose depression. So you're just looking and just kind of watching your brother just like being 
quite mopey on the field following it. It's like, it's almost like he's this grown ass man throwing a tantrum. I mean, like I'm shaking my head from afar, kind of looking at him and I'm just like, Jesus brother lose with some grace, but I, I am going to, you know, when it's appropriate, make my way over to him and kind of, uh, you know, kind of just like try to cheer him up a little bit and just say like, Hey, it's, it's, it's just a tournament, you know, at least it wasn't on the battlefield where things are permanent. And he's like, I'm sure I'm like, I'm sure it wasn't easy to lose to your younger brother, but I'm getting better these days. So he, he seems to be kind of just like not hearing you. And he's tr- like, he's kind of like in this little stupor. So you could try to snap him out of it if you want. Honestly, I don't pity him that much. Like he lost a, he lost a, a jousting match, which is something that I've, I've done and you don't see me lamenting over it. So to me, I probably don't understand like why he's reacting in such a way. So I'll, I'll try to talk to him, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like go too overboard. Uh, you know, he's my brother and I love him, but yeah, maybe this is a little bit of a taste of his own medicine or something. Yeah. I mean, this possibly is the first time that Sir Golston has seen like a melancholic night perhaps, but um, as I mean, you probably read about it in, well, actually, Sir Golston doesn't read. You probably heard the tale um, about, like, other knights getting kind of melancholic, but probably never seen it um, in person before. So, um, you know, like, the, the if you're not um, doing anything, the Herald's going to try to um, get him off the field, and your your brother kind of, like, pushes and shoves his way around, and, like, he's just making a big scene of everything, but uh, eventually um, one of the ladies of the court is able to like, kind of like grab his hand and lead him off the field. I'm like kind of embarrassed a little bit. I'm just like, wow. Like, yeah, that's my brother. Jesus. And he's acting like such a baby right now. So um, as you're kind of like um, pondering, you're, um, you're, you're able to watch a few um, jousts. Um, is since it's it's a rather big list uh this year so it's you have quite a few um um before your next one and you're kind of watching as like you know the little placards with the heraldry are moved about by uh, like this you know like almost synchronized uh like system that's you know seems to know way more about what's going on than you or any of the participants do but like you're you're seeing that uh, the next shield that's getting lined up with yours is this pure white shield. Interesting. Do I uh, do I know who I'm who I'm contending with? So uh, I will let you make a folklore roll. No, that's a big fail. Uh, yeah. Fifteen on a two. Yeah, you you haven't heard any like stories about this, but uh, you know you you have some time if you want to ask around. Yeah, I um. Is uh like who's around right now? Is um is Sir Gregor around? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, he's he's not participating in the joust himself. Um he doesn't really see the point in just this part of the tournament. Um his words are this this the joust is for the young, but um yeah, he'll he'll tell you a, a little story about how um sometimes when knights don't want to be recognized they'll like cover their heraldry and like you know show up um as an anonymous knight at a tournament it happens every now and then why i'm gonna ask him like why would a knight not want to be recognized like what 
I mean, isn't isn't it amazing being a knight? It is, but um, you know, they probably have either some dramatic thing that they want to do, or maybe they want to hide um, their reputation so as not to influence the, um, you know, the betting. So like Golston is kind of a, I don't know. He kind of, it, it kind of worries him because he's not really sure what he's up against. He would rather just know that he's going up against somebody that is greatly outmatches him than just have uh, just this, just pure anonymity uh, behind his contender so he's uh yeah part part of that makes him a little bit nervous i guess and sir golston is discovering the other effects of being anonymous at a tournament getting in your opponent's head yeah all right so um after some to do you're kind of lined up again to um face off against this opponent um uh, the knight is wearing like partial plate um similar to yours and has this really fancy looking helmet that just like, you know, covers the face and like, there's like a bunch of, uh, you know, dark hair spilling out from um, rather stuff. And then the knight like um, lifts a lance, gives you a salute and starts the charge. Would What would you like to do? I'm going to just uh, charge at him normally. I'm not going to impassion again because, uh, I mean, I don't want to be too meta, but I don't want to like fuck up my passions and seeing what just happened to my brother. Oh my god, I'm not sure I can take that. Like, uh, you know, screwing up my passion to Avielli or something like that. I just want to just go at him straight and just see see if I can best him. That is your choice. This knight is going to impassion and makes it. I roll a five on a fifteen for my spear expertise. Uh, so for me, that would be a pass. Uh, the mystery knight also passes, um, and it's a seven, so slightly higher. And um, smashes the um, lands on you, but it does not break, and not enough to do a wound. Round two. Uh, similar to last time, I'm going to just try to ready myself, focus, and just go at him straight, and just uh, kind of like praying for the best. Um, that's a pass for me, a six on a 15. And a crit for me. So that is a 42. Um, that is double your knockdown, so it's an automatic knockdown. Um, so that is 21 points of damage minus 14 minus, we forgot the three from your chivalry, um, and another two because you made your thing, so five. So 19, so that's a two-point wound. And can you make me a horse? Oh, it's an automatic knockdown. So another five from falling from your horse. And you are dehorsed. Ouch. So uh, for the second time um, in this tournament, you are seeing the sky very clearly from your back. And then kind of like the sun is kind of blotted out by Kelly's head as he goes and is just looking down at you. Um, you're you're feeling all the hurts right now. Like this is like the medieval equivalent of getting in a car accident. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh I'm definitely just feeling it in every inch of my body right now. Uh that was like pretty that was a pretty good hit for me. And like especially falling off the horse was probably the worst part of it because uh, you know, I'm just like on my back right now, probably wheezing and uh Knowing I have to get back on the horse in a 
and finish this out. And I'm just like, holy shit, what have I gotten myself into? And of course the crowd is just loving it. Um, the other night is just like making like a, are you not entertained gesture? Like, um, and just living it up and like, like walks over you to, it looks like to help you out, but instead like kind of like gets a hand on your chest and like smears it around, gets, um, um, the glove all full of red and smears it on the white of the shield, um, changing it from a pure white shield to uh, a shield of like basically crimson and like the peasants are just going crazy for it and the knight uh, rips off the helmet and hair's flying back and uh, from your position you're getting a very good view of a very rare thing in this land it is a lady knight. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so I think at first he's just like, what is happening here? Like this display is just so excessive. Like the rubbing the, the you know, my like blood on the shield. It's just like, what is this insanity? And then uh, he just like becomes even more surprised when he sees that uh, that this is a woman who just, you know, absolutely kicked his ass. And he's just like, oh, well met. Yeah, and like like the crowd is just loving it, and like um, there's like you know like a some like nodding um, from like the some some of the people who are you know rich enough to sit in the stands, and like uh, uh, she eventually uh, helps you up and says, "Well met yourself." And uh, he's uh, Sir Goldston is kind of just like wheezing a little bit, and he's like. Good hit. Well, certainly a fine show you put on as well. They seem to be loving it. And he's kind of just looking out at all these, like, these masses just going wild for just like this, you know, this night. And like, he, he's not, he's not a bitter person. Like he, he's sportsman, sportsman, like about this. And and he accepts when, you know, when somebody better than him beats him, he doesn't think he's the best. Um, He's just happy he beat his brother, but yeah. He's, you know, he he's accepting that like this person is probably, probably my better. <laughs> yeah. Um, she says, um, uh, thank you. And it's always great to have a um, lovely assistant when I perform. Um, you, you may keep your horse and armor minor a bit nicer anyways. And yours are just like, you're looking down and you, oh yeah, you're covered in blood and she did dehorse you. So you know, probably thinking back to when you've been dehorsed by the other um, night just the other day and maybe even a little bit from Agravain, but, you know, she seems to be sporting about it. And I'm just like, uh, oh, that's uh, so kind of you. You know, she did kind of diss me a little bit, but he is glad that she's not, you know, not taking his stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, The she announces to the Herald her true identity and the the blank white shield on the scoreboard is replaced by another shield with like it's like red with like this castle motif and you can make me a heraldry roll if you like um that's a pass two on a five well definitely check your heraldry if you haven't already um but uh yeah you're you're recognizing recognizing her as one of the lady knights um of uh the castle Kenilworth. Uh, it's where the famed uh, daughters of 
uh, Bodica are headquartered at. Yeah, this is a. Uh, I mean, uh, seems like he's gone up against quite a bit of like a celebrity and uh, you know crowd favorite and stuff like that. So he's he's not ashamed to lose. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you're out of the running to win the joust, but um, you probably stick around and watch. Is there anything you'd want to do? Any you can you just watch or you could bet on some of them. Um, um, so like I'm I'm basically done with the uh, festivities. Yeah, for the for joust like my involvement. Yeah, yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna drink a bit because uh, I'm hurting. Oh yeah, so I'm gonna probably have like a decent amount of wine and i just want to watch and enjoy and i'm not going to bet really because uh not much of a gambling man Uh, i'll probably see other people betting and i'm like good for them and good for their excitement and i'm kind of just like enjoying the atmosphere of the tournament i think ghost and likes uh likes the atmosphere of the tournament and likes just kind of the mood and he likes the drama of uh of the competition and stuff like that and uh it's almost like a it's like he's discovering sports, you know, he's just like, uh, yeah. he's starting to really understand it more. And like, he's starting to kind of just like really get it. And he's like, he just loves, like, loves it from a spectator's viewpoint, you know? Yeah. Like you could have just like went up against like Michael Jordan in his rookie year or something. Yeah. And be interesting to see uh, how the field develops in the future. Um, yeah. So you, you've taken uh, two wounds uh, from that last exchange. Um one from the lance, one from falling. So uh, uh, Baldrick is there with the uh, the paper and paraffin oil again. So he's going to try to make some healing rolls. Uh, he makes the first one uh, for two points recovery. And the second one, he fails. So, yeah, he, there's not a whole lot he could do. Um, like, yeah, he'll, he helps your arm back into the socket, which really hurts. But there's... It's one of those things that only time will heal it. So out of curiosity, uh, what is your current hit points? 27. Uh, my total is 36. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you, you've taken, you know, a decent amount of licking. You could see how people get hurt and killed in these things. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see how it could be in the possibility that you just catch the wrong blow and that's that's it for you. Uh, and I think part of that is like what makes this such an exciting and, uh, you know, like a high stakes sport. So it's like, you can't help, but just fall in love and, uh, get absorbed in it and, and get absorbed in watching it as well. Uh, you never know, could see somebody die out there. Yeah. And there are a few deaths, um, on the day. So, you know, it's considered a great success because there's only a few of them and like very few uh, horses are, um, like killed which is very important part you're 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 going against the man not his mount Um, yeah i did i did read that in the book that it's like very dishonorable to like injure a horse so um the knight that beats you uh uh, you find out later her name is sir mavis of kenilworth that's m-a-v-i-s if you're curious sir mavis or lady mavis sir okay she's a knight not a lady Interesting. Okay. So even female knights go by sir? That's pretty cool. Uh, for simplicity's sake in this uh, version, we'll say yes. Yeah. Um, so she goes up against uh, up against uh, your rival, Sir Gaharis, 
and um, it's close, but Sergey Harris uh, beats her. Um, and you're seeing that, uh, oddly enough, Sergey Harris um, is going to be going towards um, the finals. And you're watching how the other part of the bracket is kind of developing. And you find out that uh, uh, he's going to be facing up against his own older brother, Sir Agravain. Yeah, I'm, pri- I'm privately. I'm, and I tell Baldrick too, actually, not privately, but I say I, I hope Sergey Harris takes it. That Agravain is one tough bastard. You sure you don't want to make a bet? Actually, yeah, I want to make a bet, but not like a significant bet, just like a bet for the fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, just make make me a gaming roll. Yeah. Big fail. Uh, Seventeen on a three. All right. So, um, who are you betting on? I, I was betting on uh, Gaharis to beat Agravain just because uh, just because Agravain what... beat me and I want to okay. see him lose and I want to win in his loss, but I don't know. But I do know Agravain's tough as hell. So so the the two brothers uh, face off against each other and it's it's very close. Um, it comes down to like it's two and two and it comes down to the last pass and. Uh, Sir Agravain breaks a lance on his brother and like immediately they get off um, the horses run and embrace. And like, it's, it's actually quite a different um, side of the Orkneys that you've seen before. And they're like, you know, Sir um, Gaharis is quite happy for his brother. His, um, um, you know, Sir Agravain is happy that his brother made a good showing and like he, he raises um, his hand and as uh, he, Sir Agravain raises Sir Garrus's hand and they, they accept them, the applause together, and Sir Agravain is um, you know, crowned uh the victor of the uh joust. I stand and applaud because uh even though I've lost my bet, I still think that's a quite beautiful outcome. And uh I think Golson likes sportsmanship. I think he like values sportsmanship. So he's he's like standing and just like applauding and just cheering and just like uh yeah, he's just like, you know, on his on his feet and he's like, Baldrick, get on your feet, you know, like telling him to put his oh, oh, yes, you know, sir, put his emotion sorry. into it too. Come on. Uh so uh you're applauding and like um like you you're you're kind of you're looking at the scene unfold and then you, like you kind of have another feeling in your stomach as you're noticing that Sir Agravag's wearing a, a set of really familiar looking armor and you're 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 noticing that um his prize which is like a um uh what's it called a, a caparison um it's like this cloth it's this fancy looking cloth armor is draped over this chestnut uh, charger that he is riding how, how, how are you feeling about that now uh a little bit deflated but i mean it's fair it's like that's the thing about all this is like sometimes it stings to lose and to lose your belongings and to just have to gamble for your honor basically but uh it's just kind of poetic in a way but i i i mean yeah who i i want i want that horse back it's a beautiful horse you know i want i want that that you know all the fine stuff but it's it's fair and i mean he's the better man i have to just i have to just uh accept that and it's like a Part of Golston definitely like feels it tugging at him like that, that part of him that's just like, 
the why, but that's mine. But it's like, he gets that like part of being a knight is like being in this situation where you have to like, kind of like you're forced to be humble about just like certain things. And like, you're forced to accept uh, your position beneath people as well as above people. So um, I don't know. He's trying to, I, I, I think he doesn't like it, but he understands it. And he's also proud, proud for Sir Agravine. Um, it's a beautiful match. Yeah, um, I would. That's actually well put. I would like you to check your forgiving. So you're you're packing up. Um, like, uh, Baldrick's looking at your armor, wondering how he's going to get all these dents and blood and rust off of it. But you know, that's a, that's um, for another time. And you know, you're getting packed up. It's you had a nice stay in Camelot, and you know your horses are packed up and you're ready to go. And you know you're kind of joining in in line with the. Uh, your liege lord uh sir uh gregor's train and um as you're about leading town you see this figure wearing this you know dark blue coat cloak standing on the um road on your way out of camelot do i recognize them at all well it's it's hard to tell um from a distance but as you get closer um like the figure's just kind of standing there um just kind of watching the procession of um, the exodus of knights from Camelot post uh, Pentecostal tournament, and as you go by, you see the you know the bluest eyes you've ever seen staring up at you. Ah, oh, Lady Avielli, and I uh, I definitely stopped to to talk to her. Yeah, so like you you wheel your horse um, like out and you know kind of like circle around um, like. Um, Baldrick's wondering what's what's going on as like the 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 line and train containing him keeps going and you're kind of left alone for a minute. Yeah, I'll catch up with them. This is this is important. And uh, you know, I'm kind of trying to look casual as well. I'm just like, Lady Avielli, were you uh able to catch any of the tournament? And I'm kind of just like, you know, doing my hair a little bit. <laughs> Would you like to roll flirting? Yeah. Um I think that's a fail. I don't still have a bonus to my courtly stuff, do I? What's your skill in flirting? Uh, so it's regularly three, but I think it had a bonus last. I had a plus three to courtly skills. Oh, you still get um for your um uh your glory. Oh yeah, okay. So then I do I do pass um because that would make it a, a four on a six. Yeah. So she kind of um uh, blushes a little bit and says, "Well, I see you didn't uh, completely disgrace my favor." And uh, he chuckles and he's like, well, I should, I should hope not. And then she kind of looks like she's unsure what to say um, to that. Um, But then um, says, well, I I was thinking about what we were talking about in the garden that night. You remember, of course. Of course. How could I forget such a beautiful night? And your, your answers are making me think of what I would look for in, you know, and she kind of blusters and looks down and pauses for a bit. Someone who might be my own true love. Golston is just like, you know, he's just like, what? Yeah, but he's just like, uh, he kind of like coughs. <clears throat> oh, uh, I'm glad you've been giving it some thought. So you're probably like an internal deer in the headlights, but you did make your flirting. So you're, you're, you are kind yes. of playing it. Smooth. I'm, pr- I'm trying to be smooth about it. But yeah, I think he's mm-hmm. like, what? So. I, I had decided that um, 
if you really love me, you would prove your worth to me. I get down on one knee and I'm just like anything, my lady. So it's a bit of a production because you have to get off the horse first and then. Yeah, it takes yeah. like a, it takes like a few minutes. I'm just like, oh, hold on one sec, one sec. And I finally get down off the horse and uh, brush myself off. And then I get down on one knee and I say anything, my lady. One of the, um, one of the traits that a true lover must bear is mercy. So I, I've decided that, uh, if you really love me, you would plead leniency for an offender at your lord's court. Of course. What has he done? That is all. When Consider sees- it done, my love. And she kind of like um, uh, bows and then turns as if to go um, off. Yeah. And uh, in Goliston's head, he, he he's like, I would do anything for this woman. Um, so whatever whatever she asks, whoever... Uh, I must give leniency. Uh, they're going to be pardoned. And uh, I hope it doesn't cause too too many ripples because uh, I need to see to it that this is done. So I'll probably be bringing that up to Sir Gregor as soon as possible. So as, um, as you are navigating the treacherous waters of the fine amour, um, we are introducing now another mini game, which is the wooing of a lady. You have already made your declaration of your more passion. Um, you you basically did everything but shout it out um, then, um, to your lord and your squire. And then we're kind of told, okay, yeah, you, you check that box. Um, she has, um, you know, made her virtuous uh, initial rejection, but has, in fact, given you a favor to wear, showing that she was, you know, she's into it. Um, but the next step, uh, you have to, you know, start the wooing. And so she would be basically assigning some tasks for you to do. And some of them are kind of like out there. Um, and your success on a task would um, decrease or if you really do terrible, increase her reluctance factor before she would decide to completely give herself to you. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean make sure um yeah i mean that makes sense you gotta you gotta you gotta win the lady so you have been giving your first task so at an appropriate time you would be you know expected to at least make a, you know the college try at it and you know as you're you're riding off um into uh the sunset um the the words of uh guinevere are kind of echoing in your mind and you hear her words saying that uh a true lover meets many needs. He must be a brave knight, ready to defend all ladies with his strength. He must also have the virtues of the lover. These are the actions which set a lover apart from an ordinary man. And that kind of just echoes um, with you as you follow Sir Gregor's train back west. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.